Nintendo Super Couple Super Show, episode number four, a Toad episode. Welcome to the Nintendo Super Couple Super Show. I'm your host, Papa Kalo, and with me as always... Mama Rina. Mama Rina in the flesh. And we are super sorry because it's been forever since we've recorded. <laughs> uh, we didn't die. We're think, still here. We're still here. I actually looked it up. It was June when we last recorded. Oh, dear. So, happy <laughs> But life happens. Like, we've been mm. super busy. I've always wanted to record. I actually have, like, some show notes from October. And, oh, before then, too. Yeah, and from things that I wanted to do um, before then. We haven't. We, we record with Apple headphones, and... Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the main reason why we haven't recorded in a long time. Uh, for some reason, our as, as Kevin puts it, our Apple headphones follow the Highlander rule. There can only be one. There can only be one. So, so. I've invested a lot of money in Apple headphones, because either I have a good pair, and Serena has a pair, but then it'll like mysteriously disappear... Or it'll be put in the wash and there'll only be one good pair of headphones. It just keeps happening. So that may be uh, one of our, one of the things that really just shoots down us recording. Yeah, because it's like every time we plan to sit down and record, it's like, oh wait, where are the headphones? There's only one pair. Well, dang it. Boo. We just need to get a mic already or something. So we, we haven't been completely gone. We've definitely been really excited to see some people talking to us on Twitter and giving us shout outs. That's made us feel like really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's been awesome. There have been people that are like, hey, when are you going to record again? So that that's definitely encouraging. Yay, like, we, thanks, guys. Thank you so much Like for those people who are recording, commenting, interacting with us on Twitter. I love like the whole little Nintendo community. Like I sometimes jump online for like NeoGAF and stuff. And for those of you who get on those boards you know it's like super negative but i feel like for the most part twitter's like a really cool community same with instagram it's like a big circle jerk good time (laughs) (laughs) you know especially instagram i love instagram it's just a big circle jerk it's like everybody likes each other's stuff that's awesome that's so cool you're so great (laughs) there's like very little i i like the positivity it's good yeah Nobody likes to be, like, harassed online. Seriously. So tonight we have a really exciting show. Um, We're going to be doing our little Koopa Kids segment, talking about our kids. They're getting so big. And then we're going to dive into uh, some kind of Toad-related games. Um, The first one is going to be Wario's Woods for the NES. There is an SNES version, but we mostly played the NES version, so we're going to focus on that. And then we're going to be talking about Captain Toad Treasure Tractor for the Wii U, which also stars Toad. Well, it's a different Toad, technically. Yeah. But... Eh, both mushroom people. So you know, <laughs> of the mushroom games. variety, of the fungus variety. <laughs> I started. I don't know if you knew this, but on Twitter for a while, like I was writing some um, haikus <laughs> when I was waiting for like the Switch news. Did I tell you about that? No. Yeah, um, I'm gonna pull some up real quick. So if you can tell us a little bit what you've been up to, Marina, while I find my haikus, I want you to, I want you to tell me what you think about them. Okay, so for Toad. This was my haiku for Toad. Ready? It says, Friendly fungus man, loyal to friends and kingdom, man of great stature. <laughs> pretty good, huh? Kevin, that was a haiku. <laughs> I know, pretty good, eh? <laughs> Do you want to hear my haiku for Wart from Super Mario 2? It says, Foul amphibian, does your hunger have limits? Swindler of sweet dreams. <laughs> pretty good, eh? <laughs> 
Those are good, huh? Heck yes, they are, baby. That's why I only did two. Those then are I sexy. Gave up. Then I gave up on my Nintendo haikus because I didn't want to like annoy people. <laughs> I was like, these can probably get annoying. I should stop. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, we've been up to a lot of stuff in the last six months, as most people probably would be in half a year. But it's mostly, you know, <laughs> just the same work. Work. Like, you know, we've had some fun summer activities. We... You know, we swam a lot in our pool. We have a pool. Isn't that crazy? In, in Phoenix, everybody and their mom has a pool. Ours is always green. <laughs> we have something called the Kai test. Or did we talk about that last time? I don't know. Tell us about the Kai test. So this is how you know if your pool is really green or if it's actually blue. You ask my son, Kai, and uh, he will tell you. If it passes the Kai test, your pool's in good shape. He'll, you say, Kai, what color is a pool? He'll either tell you blue or green. It's great. That means it's time to go get some chemicals. <laughs> yes. We had a fun Halloween. We discovered that we actually like our neighborhood for trick or treating. Yeah, it was freaking hopping. And some of our neighborhood, some of our neighbors are actually cool. Yeah. <laughs> like there was this this lady that like got Mila some water, and then she let us play like on her basketball hoop a couple weeks later. It's like oh. After three years of living here, we've met some of our neighbors. Yeah, and then there was that guy that was giving out like glow sticks. For the kids, yeah, so they wouldn't get like cool. hit or something. And then that one guy who was having a dance party by himself. Oh, what was he playing? Oh, um, Dracula. Dracula. Oh, oh, by Rob Zombie. That was cool. That was, that <laughs> He's rocking like out. <laughs> there used to be this um, PlayStation demo disc, and there was this like snowmobile game, and that was like one of the songs on it. Oh, was it? So he I, felt so cool. Yeah, because I was like <laughs> seventh grade, and I had my demo disc. And this like, is so yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> good song. Yeah, so Halloween was was really a highlight. It was so much fun. The kids had a blast. Uh, Mila was just the cutest little angel, and Kai, of course, again was Mario. for the second year in a row, in the same size outfit, <laughs> was Mario. He was a high water Mario, a high water Mario, and he didn't care. And we bought these shoes for him, and he calls them. He still calls them to this day his Mario boots. So <laughs> yeah, if you have instinct. Instagrams, I still do that. If you have Instagram, I put a picture up of, yeah. of Kai, our little Mario. And then we, um, we, Kevin and I, we're, we're just like Christmas junkies. We're those people, yeah, we're those people that if we weren't so lazy, we would put our Christmas tree up like right after Halloween. But it almost did. I think the plan was to put it up like the first of November, but like life just happened. Yeah, life happened and we didn't get it up till like mid November. But it was still before Thanksgiving. I know some of you are like rolling your eyes. <laughs> yeah, we're totally those people. We're Christmas junkies. Oh, totally. See, like the problem with having little kids is I actually like having, you know, presents under the tree. I think it's fun. It's excitement. But um, we had it under the tree for like a day and they got into it. And he was so excited because it was a, it was like a toad. He, he opened a present that was under the tree. And we thought, oh, we could just keep the presents under the tree. He didn't care last year, but last year he was two. This year he's three. So he knows what presents mean and or what presents mean. And he opened it up and it was like a Princess Peach car with and like a toad, a toad yeah, car. Um, there was some Hot Wheels put out some uh, Nintendo cars um, a couple months ago. And he just keeps talking about toad, toad, because he knows that's one of his presents. So. Actually, Mila's present. Though. It is Mila's <laughs> present. He needs to quit opening her presents. So now our closet has the tr has the presents up high. Yeah, we also yeah. talking about our kids. See? Yeah. So we just kind of realized we're talking about our kids a lot right now. So we're just gonna head on into the Koopa Kids segment. So cue the transition. 
Koopa Kids. Okay, like we were saying, like, we're super excited about Christmas for the kids. Um, we did a little bit of Black Friday shopping. Um, we got them some Elmos. and It's like a love-to-learn Elmo where you can, like, match it up to a Bluetooth. And it knows their name, their favorite color, their animal, their favorite animals. And um... there, there's this little, yeah, like on the app, you, like, press the button and Elmo says it. And there's one for, like, military parents. <laughs> and so I want Serena to play it while I'm at work. It'll be like, Kai, your daddy's so brave. Your daddy's a hero. <laughs> yeah. He just kept playing it over and over. I'm like, yep, he's just going to have it play that all the time. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, sit in the room with the Elmos and just have it be like, Kai, your daddy's a hero. Mila, your daddy's so brave. Like, yeah, I am. Tell yeah, Elmo. heck yeah, I am. You, you know me, Elmo. <laughs> You got my number right. <laughs> we also got like a Mario Kart. I don't know exactly how it works. It's like a little remote car. Um, yeah, and every time we go to Target, because that's what we do for fun as a family. Yeah, that's our go-to spot. <laughs> it is. We get popcorn, and we check out the Nintendo section. <laughs> Except now they have like the caramel corn, which stinks. And so it really makes us not want to go as much. It's really strong. Yeah. It's gross. We would get rid of it. Just back to normal popcorn. Uh, yeah. That's like our go-to spot. Yeah, because we're that cool. Um, but yeah, Kai's been eyeballing that forever. Mario yeah, he Kart. still loves Mario Kart. He's Mario gotten like Kart. really, really good at Mario Kart. Like when we say really good, like he can actually like keep up with 50cc for a little bit. Yeah. Before, I mean, it was like, you know, 10 minutes. You better camp down. <laughs> yeah. You better camp out and get ready because that boy's just going to make turn circles. He's not going to go. He'll sit there for a while, pick his nose. I mean... Now, but now he's actually like he, he's discovered the bike. Yeah, and he does better with that like motorcycle. Yeah, and he uses like the right and left now, which is cool because he first used... he would just like go in big circles, <laughs> <laughs> and you know just let him go, just let him play. Retro impressions. Tell Mom Marina, what's going on in the world? What was going on in the world? Dumb and Dumber was in the theater. It's <laughs> a classic. I, it is a classic. If it came out today, I'd be like, ugh. But I know. I think most people our age like quote that movie all the time. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off. I was way off. I never saw the the sequel, and I don't think I will. I, don't I wanna... just don't think that you need to. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber was good. Yeah, that's good. And then, like, Richie Rich was in the theater. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Um, and then, also some world events. Uh, Nelson Mandela was elected president of South Africa. And then Newt Gingrich became the house speaker at that time. And he's still rolling around. He's still rolling around, doing his thing. I think, supposedly, like, um, Star Wars Episode One. Like, one of the bad guys is supposed to be modeled after Newt Gingrich that's or what, something. That's, yeah. what, I, that's what we heard. Newt Gunray. Newt Gunray, yeah. Is it Nuke Gunray? Nuke, something like that. Is he one of the kind of... He's a bad guy. The Trade Federation Yeah, guys? something like that. I don't know. I, I read it a long time ago, but I can't I've remember. heard that, too. <laughs> 
Oh, dear. So inspiration for episode one, not always a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And also at that time, December 1994, we were blessed with a fun game, Wario's Woods for the NES. That's right. I actually didn't play Wario's Woods um, when it came out. It came out like really late in the, the Nintendo's life cycle. And I always remember seeing it. And at this point, I was like kind of familiar with Wario. It's like I knew there was like a Mario evil... I, I thought it was like his evil twin or something. <laughs> evil twins were very popular back in our day. Yes, yes, they were. <laughs> if you watched any trope. soap opera. Yeah. So um, I saw the game and I didn't really know what it was about. And it's only until recently that I played it. So I don't have any like actual memories of it. No, me neither. Playing. I just remember seeing it. But it's something I've always wanted to try. And so for the show, we both played it and kind of researched about it. And I actually really like it. It's probably like one of my favorite NES games now. It's really fun. It's super fun. I'm towards the end. I've beaten like, first you beat a mini Wario and then it's like the real Wario. But one thing that um, I really like about this game, well, first of all, um, just some basic information for if you've never seen this game or played it. So Wario's Woods is a puzzle game. Um, It was developed and published by Nintendo and it was released on the NES and SNES um, you know, like Serena said, in December 1994, uh, the SNES version is actually exclusive to the United States. Oh, I did not so I didn't know, know that. You knew that. So I kind of wanted to talk about the NES version since that's like the OG, the yeah. real original version. Yeah. So one thing that I noticed when I was looking up information for the game is its total lack of history. Like it came mm. out in a time where gaming magazines were more advertisements. I mean, they, they kind of are now, mm. but Nintendo Power, they would present a game and they wouldn't really give a whole lot of back information because nobody really cared. Like the point of Nintendo Power back in the day was kind of to, you know, present you new game information, give you some tips mm-hmm. and just, you know, kind of help you play the game. It didn't really give you information about the game. So there's just not like a whole lot of information about the development of Wario's Woods um, so any listeners, if you can find any, that'd be great. Like, help me out, because I'd love to know more about Wario's Woods, because it's such a cool game. Um, most of the, you know, information that is out there, the kind of, like, little fun facts that it was the last licensed release for, um, the NES in North America, so the very last Nintendo game, um, and it's the actual only NES game to have a ESRB rating. So by this time, the video game companies kind of started self-regulating because of all the controversy with like all the violent games like Mortal Kombat and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, gaming companies um, imposed this rating system upon themselves and uh, Wario's Woods was so late in the NES cycle that it was the only one to actually get an ESRB rating. And what was that rating? Um, probably everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> unless you find like monsters and bombs offensive <laughs> i might have a mature rating then candy crush is guilty <laughs> <laughs> so um one of the things that i found interesting about this game was um the director kenji miki i don't know if i'm saying that right but sorry if we butcher that sorry if i butcher that mr miki <laughs> mr miki son <laughs> sorry but um what surprised me is i've never heard of this guy like you hear of all you know the big wigs like uh, Iwata, Miyamoto. Yeah. But you never hear Kenji Miki, but he actually worked for Nintendo. 
um, for a long time. And so he's not as well known as the bigwigs, but he's been um, in positions as a project manager and a producer. Um, some of his biggest games are Goldeneye um, for the Nintendo 64. Which sounds a pretty popular game. Yeah, I mean, I... everybody in our age group has played Goldeneye. Definitely, yes. Um, he also worked on Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. Uh, Super Smash Brothers for the 64 64 and huge game. Yeah Um, He worked on Pokemon snap um, Paper Mario 64 uh, Paper Mario thousand year door So he's just like had his hand in like these huge games and huge franchises, but I've never really Heard about him. So I found that kind of interesting. The unsung hero. Yeah, unsung hero. He retired in 2011 So he's currently not you know hands-on in the game development and production but I think he has like a really important place in Nintendo history working with those big franchises. Definitely. Um, but he just doesn't get the recognition that, you know, the other people get. So it's kind of weird. It makes me think about who else is over there that created like all these games that I love, but I know nothing about. Right. I'll have to like jump into some Nintendo history. There's a book out there. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I'll have to check that out. So... Anyways, the story of Wario's Woods, the backstory of the game, you know, in the game is it's told through like a series of cutscenes and um, you get a couple of cutscenes like after a boss battle. So basically, Mm -hmm. um, most of the story of Wario's Woods comes from the manual, which is kind of butchered English. (laughs) So Serena's going to give us (laughs) a dramatic... All our bases belong to us. Yes, Serena's going to give us a dramatic (laughs) reading of the NES manual of what the story is exactly. I will. Here we are. The Peace Woods were once a friendly home for sprites and gentle creatures. Since the invasion of Wario and his band of monsters, though, this quiet community has been turned upside down. Now it's Wario's woods and peaceful creatures... It's not it is, it should be it's. I know. Okay. Now it's Wario's woods and peaceful creatures are not welcome. Toad, the Mushroom Kingdom hero, has made his way to Wario's woods in order to quiet the sinister lout and win the woods back for the sprites. The sprites can create bombs. It's Toad's job to take the bombs and line them up with the enemies to the to take the bombs and line them up with the enemies of the woods so that the enemies go down in defeat. If Toad clears enough monster pack sections of the forest, he'll go up against the mighty Wario himself. Dun 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 dun. So basically, the story of the game is Wario's come in. He's taken over these woods. There's some sprites, little friendly creatures. And they're cute. And they're cute. And they need help. And Toad finds them. And some broken English later, he <laughs> can defeat Wario if he beats all the puzzles. So, we like puzzle games. Yeah, I love puzzle games. Um, in the Nintendo Power Preview, it like advertised this as like the next big Nintendo puzzle game. It's like you've played uh, Yoshi Cookie and you've played... Um, Dr. Mario. So this is the next installment of like the Nintendo puzzle. If you game. like Mario's yeah. cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Yoshi's cookie, I mean. If you love Yoshi's cookie. Yeah, if you like Yoshi's cookie and Dr. Mario, then you'll love Wario's Woods. Yeah, that's basically what the preview was. So, I mean, the gameplay, you're, it's it's super tricky. Like, when I first played it, I was like, what the freak is yes. going on? Yes, oh, I had, I, it took me forever to switch these things around to match up the colors. I had no idea what yeah, I was doing. Yeah, me neither. I had to sit through the tutorials and like actually learn how to play. Yeah, that was really helpful. If you do play this game, 
I would take the time to do the tutorials. They're they're really helpful. Yeah. And you actually feel like such a bad A. Oh, Once yeah. you do learn the combos, you're like, yeah, I'm awesome. It's like, like Tetris, bombs you know, and throwing them and kicking, you know, things over. It's like cool guy Tetris. It is. It, this <laughs> isn't a game you can just like pick up and play. It's so not intuitive. And, it's not. Yeah. And if you're used to like 2D platformers, it's even more just strange to pick up and play because you pick up things from like beneath you or like in front of you instead of beneath you. Yes. So, yes. like, in Mario 2, like, you know, if you're under a plant and you pull it up, like, that's how it works. If you're on top of the plant and it's under you, you yeah. pull it up. and. But in this, you pull up the things in front of you. Yes. That was always so confusing. It was throwing me off. Yeah. But, yeah, after those tutorials, once you just get used to it, yeah, it's, it's a blast. Yeah, so basically you control Little Toad and you can pick up bombs, you can kick them, um, just kind of manipulate what's going on as um, different... Uh, monsters fall and and you're trying to clear the monsters you're trying to clear the, yeah, the it, level yeah as long as you like match two monsters and a bomb like it'll explode and go away so the the gameplay is just a lot of fun um and there are two sections of the gameplay there's like the happy mode where you have a sprite and she's making bombs to help you out and then, mm -hmm. um, for some reason, they have Birdo in here. <laughs> and she's just kind of on the side cheering you on. Um, so the NES manual names her as Catherine. Mm -hmm. So I was looking that up, and actually in Japan, like, she's known as Catherine or Cassie or Katie. Um, she's also sometimes labeled as transgender or just non-sexual. So, I don't know. That's a conversation yeah, for another that, that's time. That's another show in itself. <laughs> but anyways, for some reason, Birdo's in here, and she's on the side kind of cheering you on. Um, but then, as time goes on, Wario shows up, and he starts throwing like all kinds of monsters at you, and you're yeah. supposed to clear those. So it's kind of like you work a little bit, and things are calm, but then it gets like really frantic when Wario <laughs> yeah. comes. Um, and the monsters are like, kind of like, I don't know, they're weird. Now you should take the time to look it up, but they're basically like, well, I think one's a devil, one's like Frankenstein's the monster, one's a mermaid, mm -hmm. and they don't really do anything, like as bosses, they kind of do the same thing, they just stand around, disappear, and you're supposed to like line up bombs on them to hurt them, mm -hmm. so it's kind of neat. Um, one thing that I did find interesting though, and this is proof, well not proof, but like that Wikipedia and all those fan sites aren't always right. Because when I was looking up information, um, when it talked about the sprite, it named her Wanda in a lot of fan sites. Oh. But I was like, where the heck are they getting this? Like, how do they get the name Wanda? So, Wanda isn't in the NAS manual. It's not in the Super Nintendo manual. It's not in the game. So I was like, where are they coming up with this? But it turns out that there's actually um, a, a manga where there's a sprite whose name is Wanda. So they just put that in there. So they just made the assumption that this is the Wanda that's in Wario's Woods. Oh. So there's also a Japan-only um, Mario game. It's called Mario and Wario. You play it with like a little mouse that came with the Nintendo 64 hmm. Mario Paint. I, I Super Nintendo Mario Paint. And her name's Wanda. But nowhere is there actually a connection that says the sprite in 
um, Mario's Woods is Wanda from those games mm. and the manga. So interesting. So take that Wikipedia or <laughs> nin- Mario wiki.com but hey in law school they let you use wikipedia as a source <laughs> Sometimes. so it's legit a lot of times <laughs> but so, it's not perfect yeah it's not perfect but if you want to take to quote michael scott <laughs> <laughs> oh dang it i can't remember what he says oh do you know what's funny i was actually wikipedia like... is a place where anyone in the world can put anything so you know it's got to be good. <laughs> Dude, it's funny. I can't. I'm, I'm misquoting no, no, it, you're guys. Pretty, you're pretty close because I uh, actually had that quote <laughs> pop up on Twitter today because I'm subscribed to like a Michael Scott. I just quote remember that when I think of Wikipedia, I think of that quote. <laughs> and yeah, if so, you guys can find the real quote and put it on there and put it, you know, post it on our Twitter. Yeah. So I mean, like we were saying, like we never really played this growing up, so I don't have a whole lot of connection. But I, I do now, like. Wario's Woods, like when I think about it, I think about just waking up early and being on the couch before all you guys wake up and just going through some rounds before cooking breakfast like mm-hmm. on the weekends, just on the 3DS. And so it's definitely a game that's part of my nostalgia now. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, what were your impressions of it? What I liked about it is it had that like feel of a mobile game because I, I love mobile gaming. Oh, yeah. I feel like it could translate really well into a mobile game. It'd be so cool if they did that, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm someone who's, like, addicted to mobile games. I love Candy Crush. You're always I loved, crushing I it. loved Tetris. Like, that was my game. That's my jam. So I feel like this really had that feel. But then you also, you know, get the Nintendo feel, too. So that, those are the things I liked about it. It was just that, like, that kind of uh, payoff of, like, a mobile game of matching colors together and, you know, using moves even though it's very repetitive, it's satisfying to oh, like yeah. create the combinations. And I think like once you get really good at this game, like you just feel like a Wario's Woods ninja. Like you feel yeah. like a bad A. <laughs> Kevin's like, I'm awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just like kicking bombs and then like grabbing stuff and like falling down, you know, a little path and matching it up diagonally. So there definitely is that payoff of like matching things and mm-hmm. it's super satisfying. It's like that one more game mentality. If I lose, I'm like, okay, I got this. One more time. But if I win, it's like, okay, what's next? I can get this next one. It's so <laughs> good. It's addicting. Totally addicting. <laughs> so if you've never played it, I would highly suggest picking it up and giving it a try. It's on the um, the Wii U uh, virtual console, 3DS virtual console. And I think that's about it mm-hmm. as far as like getting it in a modern way. Looks like it's between 15 and 14 bucks on eBay. So maybe like it's a $12 game. Because those are buy it now, so those are always usually priced yeah. higher than it actually should be. So tonight on our On the Couch segment, we're going to be talking about Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. So some of the basics about this is it's an action puzzle video game developed by Nintendo EAD Tokyo and 1UP Studio and published by Nintendo for the Wii U, released in North America December 5th, 2014. So about a year after Mario 3D World was. Yeah, it feels like it didn't come out that long ago. 
I was like, oh, really? 2014? I thought it came out like last year. Maybe because we bought it this year. Yeah. And played it. So. Yeah. And it just got a uh, Amiibo release bundle. So like Ooh. now when they sell the game, you can, it comes with like a little snazzy box. I ordered it on Best Buy because they had a sale, mm-hmm. like super cheap. I think it was like 15 bucks or something. Um, but the box came all beat up, which made me sad. Oh. So I'm going to have to return it or something. But even though we had it for 15 bucks, the Amiibo itself is like 10 Mm-hmm. So can pass up like a $5 game. Anyway, so two years ago it was released. Um, so a little history on this. Captain Toad first appeared in Super Mario Galaxy, if some of you remember that. Um, and he was the leader of the Toad Brigade. As with most of the Toads, they're there to help him along with his journey. Yeah, I we didn't really play Galaxy. I played a little bit. And so I don't have like a super connection for Captain Toad to those games. Like most of well, you my... You liked Rosalina. I liked Rosalina, but I'm saying like I don't really remember like the Toad Brigade or Captain Toad in those games. Hmm. So when I think about Captain Toad, like I don't really necessarily think about Mario You think Galaxy. 3D World, yeah, don't you? I think, yeah. Um, that was actually like a really fun little surprise when we started 3D World. It's like, what are these Toad games? Yeah, nice little puzzles because we do like puzzle games yeah. too. It's different. Yeah, we you don't know. take turns on those. Um, Get your brain working. So yeah, so as we were saying, Captain Toad's next appearance outside of the Mario Galaxy franchise was in Super Mario 3D World, um, where they had like a 3D diorama setting. And basically, um, you move the the setting around and you try to get the star at the end. That's basically it. So the way you're looking at it, kind of, some things are obscured, so you have to manipulate your point of view to to find out where you're going and to get all the stars. So one thing I like about the modern age of video games, as opposed to the WarioWare age of video games, mm-hmm. is that there's so much more information on game development. Um, there was an interview that the director uh, Shinya Hiratake did in February 2015, and he just like laid it all out there, like what inspired him for the game and um, why he made certain choices. It's, it's just it's so much information. That's what I wanted with WarioWare when I started um, researching that is I just wanted the background of it, like why they made certain mm-hmm. choices, but we didn't get that. So it's a good age to, to be a gamer. So basically, um, the main inspiration from this game is uh, the director saw how games were evolving. And at this point in video games, you could do basically anything you wanted. So he was really happy to see that games had become pretty broad Um, and there's like a whole lot of genres, but he felt like with modern games, the controllers became really complex. And so it made it hard for newcomers to actually get into those games. And I can kind of feel that because we didn't play video games for like the longest time. Yeah. Like we grew up with like NES and Super Nintendo, but by the time like Nintendo 64 and GameCube and Xbox and all those hit, like I felt too... It was too much for me. It was a little intimidating for me, too. Yeah, like I just couldn't jump in. Like the 3D was was intimidating for me since I'm just mostly a platformer. Yeah, so I totally get what he means. Like he wanted newcomers just to be able to pick up this game and be able to play. Mm -hmm. It's a good starting game. Yeah, it really is. Um, So he had the idea he wanted to create a game that was set kind of in a miniature boxed-in world that anybody could play. Um, He was also inspired by super mario uh 64 
because back then he heard a lot of people complaining about the controls that they were too complex and i know mm -hmm. that in talking with you like that was kind of your turnoff for nintendo for a long time right it was i mean just because i'm i was i'm very old school i'm 80s early 90s you know i'm nes snes girl so 64 you know that was just too much for me yeah all the crazy triple jumps and yeah but eventually i actually did get into playstation yeah so I don't know. I guess I just kind of skipped 64. and Yeah. For me, like, I kind of liked it, but that's when I stepped back a little bit from video games, too. Like, I loved, you know, Legend of Zelda 1 and 2, you know, Link mm -hmm. to the Past, but I never played Ocarina of Time just because the controls seemed too intimidating for me. That's why And I everyone else here is like, what? 64? Intimidating? What are you talking about? I know. I love <laughs> Smash Brothers, though. That was my, geek, my jam. Oh. Everybody I, loves Smash Brothers. I love Smash Even Brothers. I played that. So, that was fun. Oh, perfect. I liked Kirby. Yeah, Kirby's my guy too. And Ness, once you unlock Ness. Oh yeah, Kevin has been Ness two years, three years in a row. Yep. Because it is a really easy costume it is, to do. Because I have all the stuff. And we always identify the Uber geeks because they know who he is. They're like, are you Ness? Oh, yes. <laughs> You're awesome. So yeah, so basically what he did was create the 3D game that he wanted that anybody could pick up and play because the controls are super simplistic and yeah. it's not that hard of an objective. It gives a transition to people who are not used to that or yeah. who are just, like you said, newcomers. Yeah, and so when he was creating this game, um, they were experimenting with different characters and they noticed that if the char could, character could jump, the character could basically go anywhere and so that would kind of defeat the purpose. So Link at one point was considered to be the character that couldn't jump but Miyamoto instructed them to choose a different person. He's like, don't cramp Link's style. <laughs> he can jump, he can move, he can fight. Yeah. So um, they actually decided upon Captain Toad, um, and they thought, oh, you know, maybe the reason, the reason could be that he has a big backpack, so it kind of keeps him grounded, and that's why he can't jump, so make it a little bit more logical as to why he can't jump. And so the, there's a big question, what's in the backpack? And I thought this was really funny because it's another, like, disconnect between the game creator and the marketing team mm -hmm. because the director says one thing of what's in the backpack and the marketing team or I, I don't know if it's the marketing team but the manual that comes um you know with the game says something totally different that contradicts what he says so in the interview um he said that they wanted to keep the contents of the bag a secret you want to have a little bit of mystery there, and so with that, everyone could have their own imagination and interpretation of what could be in his backpack as they're on the journey with him. Yeah, I think that's kind of fun, like just the imagination of like, oh, what's in his backpack? What weighs him down? I mean, you can get pretty deep like with I know. what weighs him down in life. Most of you guys are probably like, I just want to play the game. You're not <laughs> thinking about the backpack, but maybe some of you are. Kevin was a philosophy major for his undergrad, so... <laughs> He does think about what's in the backpack. Yeah. <laughs> but the manual, like you're saying, there's some discrepancies. Um, the manual does tell you straight out, like even though they wanted some mystery, the manual says his backpack is too heavy because he's packed with maps, charts, spare clothes, provisions, um, and he may have packed too much. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's mystery kinda, solved. <laughs> mystery solved. <laughs> so, yeah, the directors are like, oh, it's whatever your imagination wants it to be. But the manual's like, uh, it's a maps and charts. <laughs> Explorer stuff. He packed too much. That makes sense. <laughs> he packed too much. He can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I don't know if you guys remember the movie, White Men Can't Jump. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so one time my, my uh, nephew was over, and we were playing Captain Toad, and 
he's all like, why can't he jump? I was like, because he's a white toad. And he's like, you mean white toads can't jump? <laughs> I was like, yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that was a great quote. You mean white toads can't jump? Oh, oh so right perfect. Oh. I walked right into that. It Ate was it right awesome. Out of your hand. So anyways, um, the game in Japan is called Onward Captain Toad. They wanted to name the game something with Captain Toad, but not make him seem, you know, overly courageous. But the names that they, they thought wanted to keep of, it light because it's just kind of a light game. Yeah, and the names that they thought of didn't really fit all that well. Yeah, like Captain Toad and his amateur adventures. Hello, Captain Toad. Also, there was one like Captain Toad is giving his all. But really, they decided, you know, Treasure Tracker seemed more appropriate. Yeah. That seemed more like the feel of the game. Yeah. Because that's really what it is. You're not like, I mean, you do defeat some monsters, I guess, but it's more like the thrill of it is just kind of like figuring out the puzzle of getting to yeah. the stars. So that's why I think the Japanese name, too, is like appropriate, like Onward Captain Toad. Because mm-hmm. he's always like, ready for adventure. And like you said, just like the thrill of it, like, you know, going from beginning to end. Okay, so the basic plot of the game is that the game opens up like as a book um, and you start off with Toad and then him and Toadette get the power star, but then Wingo takes and kidnaps... Dun, 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 dun. Ta- Villainous giant him. crow named Wingo. He takes Toadette and so you progress as Toad, you defeat uh, Dragadon, and you are reunited with Toadette and all the power stars and you win after you beat Wingo. And the story starts again, um, roles reversed when you beat the game with Toad, then you're playing as Toadette. And you go through Toad's, as Toadette, so yeah. you get to go through it a second time. Yeah, I kind of like that, having a daughter now. Like, I think it's cool that you can play as Toadette too, mm-hmm. that she can be the hero. Mm-hmm. So the characters are pretty limited. You have Toad, Toadette. Um, there's a couple, a couple of friends, yeah. Yeah, a couple friends, Toad's in there. Um, there's a new character, the main villain of the game, Wingo. It's actually a pretty interesting story how Wingo was created. I kind of want to get this verbatim just because it's a cool story from the director. Um, and if you can read this. Mama. And this is a quote? Yeah. <clears throat> so give it a dramatic since it's a quote. Give so it. direct quote from the director? Yeah. So direct quote from the director. So he talks about the introduction of Wingo. Quote, well, this is how Wingo was created. Adventures involved treasure. So we started off thinking that we needed a creature that gets in the way of him collecting it. We thought, how about a crow? They like to collect shiny things. And from there, we fused that idea with the image of a giant bird rock that appears in the Arabian Nights. Actually, the design of the feather on his head was inspired by an item in Super Mario World. So that's kind of cool. End quote. Yeah, because the the game actually does have, like, some Arabian Nights feels. Mm -hmm. And the director goes on um, to say that, like, uh, Captain Toad's mushroom head reminds him of a turban. Oh. So he kind of wanted, like an Arabian Nights type of feel, and that definitely comes through the game. Um, I just think that that inspiration was kind of coupled with, or that inspiration for Wingo was coupled with that Arabian Nights. Yeah, so it all comes together nicely. It had a really good art direction. Overall, it was a fun game. I mean, we talked about gameplay, just kind of manipulating your point of view to find out where you're going to get the star. There's not Mm -hmm. a whole lot to it. The Toadette puzzles are a whole lot harder to to complete. I, I don't have the patience for it. I beat the first part, <laughs> but the Toadettes, I was like, I'm so like OCD, like I need to get like all the collectibles 
And since I couldn't do it, I was like, oh, I'm going to put this game on hold for a little no, bit. No, let's put it on hold. I'll get back to this. I can't do it right now. <laughs> Ain't nobody so got time for tell, that. If you guys finish this with Toadette, tell us how your experience was. So, I mean, it is a one-player game, but I feel the game lends itself really well to kind of multiple people. Yeah, it's fun to, like, talk with people. Like, hey, ooh, if you hit the block here and moved it there. Like, it's still fun to, like, figure out the puzzle with someone else. Yeah, I feel like it's doing, like just a normal puzzle piece at the table like everybody can see different pieces that you may not necessarily see and so mm -hmm. it's good to have multiple eyes you know that's true telling you what to do and you and i we just kind of think differently so it works well together yeah like but, things that you figure out like i i think a little differently and i'll figure different things out yeah because there were times where i was legitimately stuck and you were like well what about this like you made it sound so easy yeah i'll just move this over here there's a light bulb oh. in my head i was like oh yeah <laughs> same here same here with you yeah and so i think um you know if you're on the couch with people it is <laughs> definitely see what i did there if you're on the couch with multiple people it's really it's a good family game like yeah, I, definitely as you can take turns depending on how well you play with others yeah i mean if you're a control <laughs> freak and you have to have the controller like you're probably going to want to play this by the, yourself but if you're willing to like pass the controller around and like help out with puzzles it's a it's it's a lot of fun Mm-hmm. All right, so just to kind of close things out, we're happy that you guys downloaded. We're happy that you listened. Thank um, you. We know it's been a long time. We're super sorry. We're going to try to be more... On top uh, of it. On top of it, <laughs> getting things out regularly, create like a strict schedule for ourselves. But in our last episode, we had um, a poll of who was cuter, Isabel or ugly little baby Yoshi. <laughs> and Mama Marina has the results of that. And the winner is... Drumroll. Baby Yoshi. Ugly baby Yoshi. No, he's so cute, and the rest of you agree with me. Well, I was actually really surprised how many people agreed with you, because, like, I put up... Um, because you have a black heart, and you don't <laughs> think that the cutest creature in the Nintendo series is baby Yoshi. No, I put up an image of, like, Isabel and, like, the ugly little deformed Yoshi. You tried to give, like, an ugly <laughs> picture of it. Yeah. He's so cute. No. And he, like, eats stuff. Gulp. It's like yeah. you hear the coin. He's like so a cute. Nasty green monster, and Isabel's a cute little puppy dog. Anyways, I'll, I'll concede the win to you. That Yoshi it's not won. me. It's what okay. they say. <laughs> I'll concede the win to all of you that Yoshi is cuter than thanks, Isabel. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having my back. So yeah, thanks for participating in that. Um, next time we'll probably have you know another poll, another discussion. Um, but we're so thankful that you guys tuned in. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, Instagrams, mine is Nintendo Man Band. Um, our Twitter is at Nintendo Couple. Um, I love Twitter. I get on Twitter all the time. I love yeah. interacting with everybody on Twitter. If you listen to this episode, give us a shout out. I mean, not like, you know, say, hey, go listen to us. But like, you know, shoot me a message. Be like, hey, I listened to it. And I agree that Isabel should have won. <laughs> <laughs> No, just say Serena was right. I agree. And so do the polls. Um, you can email us at uh, Nintendo Super Couple Super Show at gmail.com. We never check that. so. <laughs> but if you email us, we will check it. We will check it. It's on Twitter, but that defeats the purpose. So yeah, if you guys want to jump on Twitter and uh, add us so we can be friends on Mario Run, which I'm still playing. I downloaded it. I like it. Yeah, and Kai loves it. Yeah. It's so perfect. 
So it's so perfect. It's not him. the greatest, but I think it's pretty good. It's fun. It's a mobile game. Yeah. You can't think of it as like oh, you know, like a game console game. It's it's yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's a mobile game, Mario running. Mario. Running. But that is for another time. That I is guess. a discussion for another day. So thank you so much, and we'll see you later. Bye.